Okay, here we go. The Pen and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio the dial. The Pen and Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. From, from, uh, uh, Char excuse me, from Charlotte, one, uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa. Now, what am I doing here? <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that, did James Woods tweet that somebody? <laughs> no, there was a whole clip today of about 50 of these things that Biden just couldn't get through the he, sentence. and He, can't, he, can't he would stop mid-sentence, and he, several times he would just say, uh, Anyway, uh, yeah. anyway, yeah. Or, or what am I doing what here? What am I yeah. saying here? Yeah. Well, you know, we've all seen that. I've seen it. I saw it up close and personal. My dad was 89 years old. He's in the home. He's losing it. You know, that's sad. Very, very sad. My dad had two, two degrees, a law degree. Very smart guy. Very glib. But... You know, once he couldn't talk anymore, it's quickly noticeable. You know, wouldn't you think Jill Biden would just say, "Okay, you guys, can, ah, we, can we stop?" Dr. Jill. Oh, Biden. yeah. That's right. Excuse me. <laughs> wouldn't you think his wife would say, "You know, come on, let's enough of this." Mrs. Biden. That poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. The first lady. Yeah. She's a doctor. Yeah. And we all know that Joe's not running the show. Is that why when I met her, she she said, "Turn your head and cough." Yes, Is that right? That's it. I no think. wonder. I didn't know she was. No, she's a doctor of some kind of educational situation. I guess. Doctor of love. You know, right, we got the podcast going here. This is all number 250. It's got to be by now. It's got to be. We're, we're, we're almost at five years. Uh, at the end of November, we're at five years on the Planet Mikey podcast with Bill Smith, Ben Kitchen, and yours truly, Mikey Adams. Episode 249. 249. So next one's 250. And uh, that's five years is a long time. So when are you guys going to quit? Because I'm about to. I might I, quit tonight. I already did. Oh, it's that sad. Bill actually he, died three years ago. Yeah, I did. God, he looks yeah, good, though, so, doesn't he? I'm what you call a, uh, one of those virtual uh, holograms. The, uh, I've yes. been dead for 11 years. You're in purgatory, and you have no idea. Well, you know something? I feel bad for I you. I got a song about that. Uh, a corpse is a corpse of corpse of corpse, and no one can talk to a corpse of corpse. That is, of corpse, unless the corpse is Ben or, or Bill Kitchen. I mean, Bill or Ben Kitchen. See, I've screwed it up. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Uh, welcome to number 249. Uh, and we uh, we have, oh, you know, we first of all, let me say this. We have some tremendous sponsors on this program. Loyal. Absolutely. Reputable. Oh, yeah. Intelligent. Yep. Valuable uh, sponsors on the, uh, the, the podcast. And we're also, you know, always looking for new ones. And it doesn't matter what you do. We've discussed this on the podcast yes. where it doesn't matter if you're like, maybe you're the guy who... Uh, Maybe you're Dr. Pimple Popper, and you pop pimples for a living, okay? There's going to be someone out there that needs your services, and we'd like to be the people that let them know who you are and how to get in touch she, with you. Uh, yeah, I don't think she needs Would you show. pop some pimples pretty, uh, on the air? Successful. Would you, you would know, you? popping pimples is, it's gross as hell, but it's one of the most satisfying things in the world. <laughs> when you finally get it out. When, when you, you know, you say, okay, nice. now I'm going to have to clean that mirror, but boy, that was worth it. Oh. <laughs> it was worth it. Ouch. And the ones, you know, I had a friend who used to, and in fact, his name's Lenny, and we used to talk about pimples all the time because we were 14. He'd say, ah, I got a wicked backer. <laughs> a backer? What's that? He's a zit on his back. Oh. We talk about him all the time, pimples. It was like the, when we were 14, pimples were one of our main topics. That's what you do. Yeah. yeah. That and broads. Wow. No, we never, we never use that term. 
because it's dismissive and it's 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 not uh, uh, respectful. Well, so, what term <laughs> did you use when you call chicks broads instead of like babes or hotties or you know, poon? Then you you've really stepped over the line, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, our sponsor. Jesus, Mike, come on! Did I digress? You did. You digress. You went right down that road. I have a digre- sharp right turn. My hair regressed. My my attitude digressed. <laughs> Uh, let's make some progress in tonight's podcast, shall we? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. See, I might be 107 years old, but I can still turn a phrase once in a while when I'm stoned and lucky. Uh, we are brought to you by Pro Automotive of Webster and Dudley, ProAutomotiveMA.com. We're also brought to you by Giacomo's, Melrose, Massachusetts, the greatest authentic Italian cuisine in the entire area. No question. 454 Main Street, Melrose. We're brought to you by the world's greatest coffee cake. My grandma's coffee cake. Call 1-800-8-GRANDMA. Don't forget the code. You save five bucks. Mikey5. That's the code at mygrandma.com. And that's where you go. You get, you get to see the flavors. Look at them. Judge which one you'd want or which 10 you want. Now, you know my friend Billy in Florida. Every Christmas, he sends coffee cakes to everybody he knows. True. Hundreds of cakes. And because he loves them so much, and everybody that has them loves them as well. We also have, of course, the great Shawshin firearms, and gunsmithing with Vinny Cedrone yep. as the main guy. And he's a guy, and we've, you know, he's been on the show here. When you have a gun question of any kind about any kind of gun or any kind of procedure, uh, the legality issues, the usage, the fire, the, the ammunition, all the things that are gun-related, Vinny's got the answer, and he's right spot on every single time. And a great shop, too, with all that stuff right there on, in the cabinets. Nice. He's got some stuff going. In fact, I got a little list here. Can I read it to you? Sure, Real go quick. ahead. Before we get to this, this is going to be an insanely fabulous podcast filled with frivolity and silliness and, and information. But first, <coughs> I'm going to cough up this phlegm ball over here. You anybody want any of this? <coughs> oh, that looked like a backer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what's green and wears ice skates? No. Peggy Flem. Now, uh, we are brought to you by Shawshank Firearms. Don't don't make that, that face, Ben. I that saw you. I, I saw you. That's terrible. All I could cough up Jesus. on a spur of the moment. Mikey, God. Yeah. Sponsored by Shawshank Firearms and Gunsmithing. Your friendly, local friendly firearms. I say local too. It's Twelve Hadley Street in Billerica, where the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution is alive and well. Mm-hmm. Just in time for hunting season. Vinny. Is having a fall hunting sale now. People hunt this time of year. Yeah. Till November tenth, the sale goes on, which is about what nine days from now, something like that. Ten percent off any hunting shotgun or rifle. Plus, don't forget to mention you heard it on the Planet Mikey podcast because you get special consideration and an additional five percent off. That's right. Right. On top of every, on top of the ten percent, you get another five percent. Uh, Just for saying. Planet Mike. So, so if you're listening, you're a gun person, you need a hunting rifle, you need something, anything, you go into uh, the Shawshank Firearms and Gunsmithing at 12 Hadley Street and Bill Rick, and you say, Planet Mike, oh, well, bang, 5%. Just like that. And 10% off all the hunting stuff now through November 10th. So uh, we have, in fact, does Vinny, have, do we have a clip from Vinny? Yeah. Let's, can we play that? Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you guys today that I will be having my all gun sale starting today, going on until November 10th at Shawshank Firearms. Because it's hunting season, got my hunting beard on. Started growing this bad boy like three months ago. 
When you come in, look for these tags. These tags will be on select items in the store that will be on sale. Things like CVA muzzle loaders in stock. Esher washing firearms right now to be on sale. Don't like muzzle loaders? We've got Savage 220s chambered in 20 gauge that will be on sale, as well as some other shotguns. But if you're a rifle guy like me, I've got Chiapa 1892 Alaskan takedowns that will also be on sale. But if you need a bolt action for that long shot, we got Weatherby Mark 5s in stock at the store, also on sale. So if you like any of these guns, come on down, pick it up on sale. If not, there'll be some other things. Oh, and before I forget this, we've got complete bows in stock. These things have everything you need to go hunting, minus the release and arrows. So you'll have to get those, but these bad boys are running 175, brand new. Starting today, gun sale, going on till November 10th at Shirashi Firearms. He's got bows and arrows, not arrows, but bows? He's got these compound bows. Not that, speakers. No. Not bows. No, no these are actually hunting bows. Hunting bows. Yeah, quality. You know, people should go in there and get, uh, you know, something for your bow, uh, you know, and make them quiver. <laughs> and if they mention your name, they get 5% off the price. 5% off. Uh, that's that's a great. I would love to be an archer. I actually was pretty good at boys camp when I went to boys camp. Yes, I was, you were. Yes, I was. Uh, I was part Did of the Iroquois. Did you have just one of those wooden bows? Is that what it was? I, I was good with it. I could shoot the the eye out of a squirrel from a hundred feet. You know what we used to do with our bows? Well, suddenly there was, I had three friends. We, we each got bows, <laughs> and we would go out to the field and shoot the arrow straight up into the air. Yes, like and where it lands, I know not where. And we, we all we could have been killed. Oh, right yeah. through the baby's soft spot yeah. in the top. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, all right, you guys are sick. Ah, uh, the fun you used to have to have before. By the way, television. Uh, Vinny's uh, uh, Shawshank Firearms is not open on Mondays, but they're uh, open Tuesday through Friday from 1 to 6. Yep. Uh, and you can go to Shaw, uh, Vinny at ShawshankFirearms.com if you have a question. And the sale goes on till November 10th. November 10th. November 10th. Right. And say Planet Mikey. Which for is the, the day that I get my new windows installed at my house. I'm getting w- new windows. From Window Nation? Well, Shoot we, out no, your last right? ones? We should, get, we should get them to sponsor. A, ben, here's your assignment. Get Window Nation? Get, no, get Right Window. Right Window. Oh, right okay. window. Tell them I'm a customer. We want them to advertise on the podcast. And you know we'll take care of you. Call Right Window right, right now. now. Yep. Right, right. Cool. Their commercials right. are really good. Yep. Did you and write that jingle no, too? No, you know who does that? Bill Whiteman. He's yes. great. He's a very creative. Just so the shed guy too. The funny guy's a nice guy. Yep. All right. So now this is where we get down to business here on the podcast because we can, and because we should. Okay. And this is going to be an interesting podcast because what I'm going to do is I'm going to give my sh- my radio shit list. Uh-huh. Now I- I've worked in radio forty what seven nineteen seventy three fifty years. Yep. Wow. 50 years in radio. I wasn't even 19 when I got my first gig, okay? Fitty. Fitty. So I have stories, and largely of the thousand, couple thousand people that I've worked with in the radio business, I've gotten along pretty good with everybody. You know, I'm sure there are people who didn't like me, but they didn't make that clear, so I'm going to assume they might have. I liked them, and I got along with people pretty well. And I even had sex with a bunch of them. No, really? I'm, kidding. I'm just kidding, please. He's not kidding. Uh, guys? But here's a list. And now, guys and dolls. All these things are my, in, in my opinion, of these guys. And, I, and I'm going to be very, very uh, forgiving of the things they did to me that made me not like them. Okay? Because they clearly, most of them, were, were you know, at one point or another, backstabbing weasels, in my opinion. 
So uh, this is clearly going to be a very <laughs> it, you know, interesting, straight show. down the middle. Right. You're going to present both sides of the story. Right. Of right. course. The people and places depicted in the Planet Mikey podcast are purely fictional. Any similarities to actual people, places, or things, living or dead, is purely coincidental. No animals were harmed in any way during the production of this podcast. Well, okay, we did play Red Rocket with one of the puppies. Very nice. Now, I'm going to take these guys in order because, you know, as I said, a long career. So what you're going to get, the people that are listening are going to get inside stories, behind-the-scenes radio uh, soap opera activity. This is good or, for people who are thinking of getting into the business. Or just re- reasons why I might think this person or persons is a prick or an asshole. Uh, in my opinion. In your opinion. In your opinion. So I should take these like uh, chronologically, right? Sure. All right, let's start then with a guy that I worked for in uh, 19, late 70s at WHYN in Springfield, Massachusetts. AM 560. <laughs> what does HYN stand for? Heine. You never found that out? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Happy New Year? No, Happy year, Happy Year New. Now it doesn't work. Uh, but it was the number one station in Springfield when I was Here's there. Here's your news. I was. It was number one station was in That's Springfield. It. It was, I was in the afternoon drive guy. Number one station by far in 70, I'll say 78, in Springfield, Massachusetts. My program director was a guy named Doug Hawks. Now, Doug was, you know, one of these guys who wore disco-like shirts, you know, he had a couple of chains, tight white pants and loafer, white loafers. You know, he's kind of... His hair was always poofed back, you know, and kind of... He was like, looked look like a disco guy. In fact, he brought into that radio station the uh, a thing called the 56 Disco Mix, where we, you know, we were forced, as top 40 DJs, to play more disco because everybody thought, oh, it's the biggest thing ever. So... When I was going, I got hired there. I came down from Portland, Maine. I was programming WLOB. I was the program director. Wow. I was a young guy. I was like 24, and uh, I came down to uh, to work at, to work at uh, HYN. And I I was interviewing with Doug Hawks, the program director, and I gave him my resume, and I and I indicated what I was making at uh, in Portland, Maine. Now I was making in Portland, Maine as a program director, two hundred and sixty dollars a week. Wow. Yeah. I was like no. Nah, so he gets the paper, he's looking at it, and he sits me down. And he goes, ha, yeah, sure. Come on. $260 a week in Portland, Maine. <laughs> I said, call him. You know, because that's exactly what I was making. I figured it out at the moment. I was like, that's probably more than he makes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why he, why he was so skeptical yeah, about it. Yeah. But he was a real dick about it. You know, and all, right, off the, right off the, out of the starting gates, trying to make me feel like a jerk. Make me look like a liar about, about a shitty paycheck like that. So I thought, well, this guy's kind of a nimrod. I don't know what would have happened to him. I, I don't wish him any harm. I Even though he wore, wore those awful shirts and the, those outfits and was a disco guy, I hope he's fine and hope he's doing well. But I, I'm just giving you a list of people who, like, just pissed me off suddenly in the radio business. Okay. You want the next one? Go ahead. WCCC, Hartford, Connecticut. And that famously was this, the uh, radio station where Howard Stern got his you know me- media market start. And I replaced him in 1980. He was there in 79 to 80. I was there 80 to 81. Then I went to Rock 102 and programmed that station. Then I went back to WCCC, 82 to 83. Now, who's my guy on my list at CCC? The owner. Oh. Cy Dresner. Cy Dresner was... Without question, the cheapest 
man in the history of radio broadcasting. In your opinion. In my opinion. He bought the radio station for, you know, whatever. He owned it. It was a million dollars, you know, how many million dollar property. Uh, he had Howard Stern and let Howard Stern get away because Howard wanted to make more than $275 a week. Yeah. So Howard split. I came in. I said, what are the, what's the job pay? Oh, you, uh, $275. I said, "Well, wh- wait a minute. Really? That's, I got I got a kid at home. What do you? Two seventy five. Oh, that's what Howard made. That's what you're going to get paid. Okay. I said, "What the hell? I might as well do it. I had nothing else to do." But here's how cheap Cy Dresner was. He hired himself as the chief engineer to save money, and he would come into studio sometimes when you're doing a show, and he'd be wiring something, you know, doing some wiring thing behind the, you know, the transmitter, you know. Why are you trying to work? Why are you trying? And he would, if there was a, a six-inch piece of wire that he cut from something, he'd put it in this little box. He saved he, the, he the, knew. the three cents worth of wire so he wouldn't have to break out a new one next time. One day in the future, he would say to himself, what did I do with that three-inch piece so of wire? He was so cheap. And, and, and he, you know, so now it's time. I'm, I'm there the second time, and I'm there. Now I got two kids, right? And I said, Sai, is there any way, you know, I'm not making much money here. Is there any way you could pay for my health insurance? Now, mind you, in 1981, 82, health insurance cost $25 a month. Yep. He said, no. I said, well, I quit. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> and I walked out. And I went to the uh, production studio. I grabbed one of the cartridges that was a, a, a spot that ran every morning at 7.20 a.m. for Davids of Manchester. It was a club, and they, they ran a, a spot every single morning on the morning show. And I know because I did the morning show. I took the cart. I went into the uh, production room. I, I took the bulk eraser, and I went, and I erased what was you on You erased the, the tape? I erased the cart. And I recorded on that cartridge a little thing that said, Hey, uh, it's the Beast of Breakfast. Mikey Adams, I'm no, I don't work here anymore. You know, they, they were too cheap to pay for my health insurance. I said, if you need me, I'll be home listening to WPLR, which was their main competition. <laughs> and I put the cart back in the cart rack for tomorrow morning's Knowing show. Knowing it would be played. Knowing it would be played. Yeah. So that was my last hurrah there, obviously. And uh, the next morning, I woke up my wife and I said, listen to the 720. I said, listen, listen for the... And the thing played, with laughing. And then the guy, the disc jockey who got caught with his pants down said, oh, he goes... Adams, you got me good there, you know. And he he knew what I had done. And then he they called me. They said later in the day I got a phone call that said they just put up a memo on every bulletin board. Mike Adams is not allowed to be in this building ever. If you let him in, you will be fired. <laughs> so I think I won that one, don't you? Oh, you're a bad man. All right, you ready? Yeah. Uh, third, you're, you're still alive. He's uh, not. Third so. shit. Well, Cy Dresner's no longer with us, right? No. That's right. 2019. God rest his soul. See, I'm, and I forgive him for being cheap. It's it's not it's not a thing. Yeah, Howard walked over $25 a week, so. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, okay, third third on the list. I'm just trying to make sure. Oh, I guess it would be uh, Sebastian. Now, Sebastian is a Hartford radio guy. His real name, Joe Schlosser. There you go. What up? No wonder he took the name Sebastian. Yeah. That name, Joe Schlosser, it's like he's spitting when you say it. it Good thing like... he didn't have a lisp. He was a uh, stern wannabe, you know, and, and he was. He followed later on after I was gone from CCC. He did mornings there. He did WDRC. He did some uh, WTIC. He was a Hartford guy. You know, they came into Hartford and did a lot of radio. But he here's the thing about him. 
when I worked at Channel 3, he used to pick on me all the time on the air on the morning show. And I didn't know why. I never did anything to the guy. He started ripping on me. If I, you know, when I lost my job at Channel Three, he called. He spent a whole week calling McDonald's, looking to get me hired as a uh, a drive-through guy. Oh, man. So I mean, he's being an asshole. You know, okay. So, he, he, but one day, two days, he did it for the whole week. So I called him at the end of the week, Thursday. I said, you know, you're gonna do this again tomorrow. I said, you know, come on. So he said, no, no, yo, yo, and he did it again the next day anyway. So did you call him from McDonald's? <laughs> no, oh. I did, but but he was like really rubbing it in that I'd lost my job at Channel, and I ended up got a, got a better job in Boston anyway. But it doesn't matter. But the fact that he was so mean about it and picking on me, and I didn't really know the guy. You know, I didn't know why he was being such an asshole. Sebastian is that the guy? Sebastian Schlosser. Joe Schlosser. Yeah. So it comes to uh, fruition that he would be uh, fired there for a couple times, but. He had he got sued by a traffic reporter. He hired he had this girl named Angelina Diana, and this is this is court records I'm reading from here, so I'm not making this stuff. Okay. There he is, right there. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that prick. In my opinion, uh, Diana was the traffic woman, and he introduced Diana on the air. Her first broadcast on the Sebastian Show, he said he introduced her as Big Boobs. Now. Now, this is the guy that was like, a, he was a Howard Stern He wanted to be. A wannabe, yeah. yeah. There were a lot of those guys He around. demanded that she refer to herself by that name during the traffic reports. Diana refused to use that name on the air. Diana provided three traffic reports for the show on the morning of March 9th, 1994, and each time Schlosser referred to her as Big Boobs. Nice guy. After the third traffic report, Schlosser refused to allow Diana to give any further traffic reports on The Sebastian Show because she would not refer to herself as big boobs. Imagine the girls that guy dated. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that didn't work out well. There was a lawsuit involved in that, and obviously it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. The other thing about about Sebastian is that uh, he was um, arrested for illegal gambling. Uh, uh, gambling charges. He had a gambling ring going. He's now he's now a handicapper. You know, which is. He paid more than $350,000 in gambling debts, according to the Hartford Current. Uh, he was arrested in connection with a year-long investigation by state police. And and I don't know what he's doing now, uh, except that he's a handicapper. And I didn't ever work with him, but he was kind of a jerk to me for no reason. And I heard a story that, you know, he had this band. They did oldies. They'd go around in Connecticut and play at different bars. Sebastian and the Hitmen. Is that what the name of him was? Yeah. So he'd go on the, uh, you know, he'd say, oh, we're playing the New Britain at the such and such, you know, and he'd give the location so he'd try to get people there. And the story I heard was that some fan of mine, I don't know who, <laughs> heard where he was playing that night, and he'd been talking about the new car he got from a dealership, and it was in the parking lot, and the, that somebody keyed the car <laughs> from, from the front to the back. One of your fans. One of my fans. I don't know who. I don't know who did it, you know, and I'm sure that if I did, that the uh, statute of limitations would be out by now. <laughs> but can you imagine? That's what kind of prick this guy was, that someone actually keyed his car, his mm. brand new car. Mm -hmm. Who would do that? You? Oh. I said that with a question mark, not you know, a definitive. I can see you would do that. It's a good question. I can see a video of you? that right now. No, but I know people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can see you walking around with a hoodie at night while they're all in the club. <laughs> They'll never see me. Okay, now, next on my shit list, this and this is fun because I've, I'm, I forgive all these people for anything they ever did. I ever. forgive those who trespass against us. 
Forgiveness is always good, Mike. That's right. Yep. And it feels good for me to forgive these these assholes. <laughs> In your opinion. In my opinion. Yep. Okay, next on the list. This is this is getting to be more fun for me because I'm purging. I feel good. It's like uh, letting it all out, baby. Who's next, Mike? We're curious. Reese Hopkins. Reese. I remember Reese. Reese Hopkins worked at WRKO yep. briefly. Uh, he was a... Uh, he called himself the this guy black conservative. That's him. Yep, that's right. E. Reese Hopkins. E. Reese Hopkins. And now he came, he officially began his radio career in two thousand one uh, in New York at, uh, as a producer or something like that. And then he, uh, in fact, one of his things was uh, faxing fake news to the show that they would read, and he was comedic, <laughs> or so he thought. Right. Yep. He resigned from the show in October two uh, thousand five. He ended up at our WRKO in October of two thousand seven. Hired by John Capuano. We all know John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Reese Hopkins was supposed to be, you know, a, a little different take on everything. They, he did a slot on RKO. And then well, my problem with the guy was this. I saw him walking down the hallway because I worked at night. So wait a minute. You had a run-in with Reese Hopkins? I had a run-in with him. Yeah. And it became almost a physical thing. He had a box of T-shirts. You know, and he's he got and he's there a week, and he had all these new T-shirts. Reese Hopkins show. You know, now I had been asking Jason Wolf for T-shirts for like a year and a half for the nighttime EEI show. You know, and I never got them, and, and it was okay. I figured the promotions department was busy or inept. T-shirts are always fun to give out. And I see, I, so I said to him, I said, "Oh man, you got T-shirts? How'd you get those?" He says, "What?" I said. I've been trying to get T-shirts for a year and a half. You know, I got a 12 share at night, and I've been working here for six years, and I was trying to get T-shirts. I couldn't get them. Well, he took that as like a personal affront. <laughs> he got pissed. He started bitching about me to everybody in the building, about me being an asshole. So I went to own up to him. I said, well, what, what do you mean? What, what's the problem? I, I wanted to find out because I wasn't ragging on him. I was ragging on the fact that I couldn't get T-shirts from the radio station. Yep. Well, Jason Wolf had to separate us. <laughs> Jason Wolf at five three came in and stopped the fight, and 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 fixed the problem. But the thing about Reese Hopkins is at, later after he left the radio station, he wasn't there very long. Uh, Says he he was there about a year. About a year, mm-hmm. he went on to uh, go. He got arrested for rape. He was so he was uh, let in, go in by RKO on October sixteenth, two thousand eight. Right, he was arrested. On October 22nd, 2008. Yeah. Hmm. So you think someone saw that coming down the pipe? I think there might have been a meeting or two saying, I heard this about this guy. He did two and a half years at Rikers Island. Yeah, that's funny. I had no idea that he would be capable of doing something like that. He and I got along great. We laughed a lot. Well, I don't know that, you know, I don't even know if he did it or he didn't do it. And I forgive him for anything that he did to me, certainly. But um, we're talking about a guy here who had a little bit of a checkered past. And he used to live in your hometown. Manchester, Connecticut. That's right. He claims he was there the night of the alleged rape. It's a big, long thing with him. But he had other things, too. He said he had a college degree from Fordham. uh, And then someone looked into it. He didn't, you know. And he said that he had to, oh, it was under a different name. I got a degree under a different name. Why? Well, for legal reasons. I, I mean, it's just a dicey guy. I don't know where he is now, but I want him to know I forgive him for the T-shirt thing. Bingo. I really do. Completely. I See how forgiving I am? I'm shocked. All right, I'll do a couple quick ones, just to, just to wrap Go it up. Go ahead. Um, Kirk and Mutt, I hate those fucking guys. Well, 
Okay, I thought next. this was about forgiveness. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh, I forgive them. Actually, uh, this might be the, the the podcast where Mikey actually forgives. No, no oh, do on. it. Those yeah. are the only two. No, I, you I should do it. No, I'll tell you why. Because, all right, I'll, I, you know what? I forgive them for not coming to my last birthday party. And for all the things they've said about me on the air and on Twitter and all that stuff, because it's like water off a duck. Every, I don't give a shit what they say. Every knock a boost is what they say but in showbiz. But what I don't forgive them for is for trying to bounce me out so that Mutt could take my job at night, which they did together in cahoots in a conspiracy. Uh, fuck them. They're assholes. Now, well, in your opinion. In, in my opinion. opinion. Yeah. And the final your one is, opinion, I did Bill it. and I. <laughs> I we were on your, on your team through all these other ones because we don't know who the fuck those other people are. That's right. Uh, I did. I left the radio chick out. Why? All right. Should, should I do the radio chick? Yes. She was before. She was 1999. Okay. Radio chick came to me. She worked at RKO, and she went. And I, you know, I was going through some, you know, changes, you know, divorce, and all kinds of stuff. In like you were transitioning. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she said, well, why don't you come to New York? I, I need someone to be the third person in the room on my show. All you got to do is be funny every like 15 minutes, and and then that's it. You know, 10 to two. Okay, I said, all right. So I went down to New York, and I worked with her, and it, it, it became not 10 to 2. She wanted me there 9 o'clock in the morning before the show, and she wanted me to stay for a post-mortem every day, so it became 9 to 3. So that's an automatic... Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but that's an automatic screw job on that. Secondly, I had, you know, I was in New York, Upper West Side, I didn't know anything about it. I, I was late twice. It, from September to January, I was late twice, and she... She said to me, the first time I was late, she goes, you better be puking on your shoes if you're going to... Okay. So the next time I was late was in January. I was I was sick. Now, wait a minute. When you say late, does that mean late for showtime or late for, like, pre- Anything. Pre-show. She was a really, really... She was, like... She was... Uh, she had had a, a window company. She fired, like, everybody. She was nasty. In your opinion. In my opinion. And she tells the story. You know, she was very, very... So, okay, so I was late one time. Then I was late again. They locked me out of the studio, and I was out of a job immediately. That was it? Don't now, let him in here? That I was, was going through a lot of stuff, and I and I was sick that day. I was totally sick. I had, like, a fever. It was a, I couldn't sleep. I was taking NyQuil. I was like, I was a mess. <laughs> uh, so she was really bitchy about it. As a matter of fact, we have a clip, don't we? Yeah. We have a clip. This is Chuck Nice, the comedian, replaced me there. And they, this is them talking about me. And it was up to the employer to help her relieve her stress of leaving the house in the morning. It's like Homer Simpson gaining 200 pounds so he could stay home and work from home. Uh, oh, yeah, is that, that part about you? Yeah, that's for the exactly. Fat Adams. <laughs> what the hell was, what is that? Yeah, look, if I could be relieved of the stress of working for Beck, I could perform better too, but that's the way it works. Okay. You know? All this lady so she, had was she big, can't leave big knockers. The house. She's got some form of OCD and, um, okay. I know OCD is. Do you sleep with this chick? A no. condition. Yes. It is. Okay. She it, sounds like Joy Behar. Medical. She's condition. talking OCD. However, then she gets into me being late. Listen to this. Because of OCD, leave your house to get to work and perform your job. Right. Your employer is required to keep you. You can't perform your job. Right. And at most, what she would be able to do is get disability benefits. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary that the employer has to uh, retain you mm-hmm. in your current position when you're not performing your job the way it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, you're late all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. Shoot, if that's the case, I'm going to start coming in late and tell you I can't stop pu- uh, 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 grooming my pubes. 
Maybe that was Mike Adams' problem. <laughs> oh, she said your name. Do you believe that? He was chronically late. He had OCD. That's well, right. I, you know, he was wrongly terminated. You're making a joke. That's right. I, I, would say, I was wrongly terminated. I don't terminated. know how much it affects people's work. That's Butchie talking here. He's a sellout, too. Hey, but, in my opinion. Butchie, yeah. yeah. Butchie was, uh, you know, decent producer, really bad at brushing his teeth. Now, <laughs> in my opinion. So uh, that's really all I got. I mean, I had one job after I left WEI. Where, you know, I had, fr- had f- that New Hampshire thing briefly, and then, then the thing at the Pike, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would put Bob Goodell on the list, but you know, he's just a fat guy. He doesn't know what he's doing, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm going to leave him off the list. In your opinion. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. So I think I covered it, and I forgive all these people, every single one of them except Kirk and Mutt. Oh. You're not going to forgive Mutt? Come on now. Nah. Nah, I'm not going to. Kirk. He said, he wanted me to drive off the road and crash into a tree and die. He said that on the air. I get along great. That's not Both nice. those guys. Love them. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, you guys can go kiss their asses. <laughs> All right. You want to go now, Bill? You know, I would. Yeah, I'd do it again. Sure. <laughs> um, I saw a uh, an episode last night of, of uh, Gunsmoke, and Virginia Gregg was on it. Now, you guys don't know who. What? I love you. What's the matter? You're spending your night last night watching a Gunsmoke. 70 year old TV show. Was it Gun- 70? What are you talking Gunsmoke about? Gunsmoke in color? It's only 50. What? Anyway, uh, it what? was no. It was uh, this one wasn't? I don't think in color, but Virginia Gregg, G R E G G. Now listen to this. There she is, right there. Can you go to her IMDb? This yeah. is like you know we talk about like the Martin Milners of the world who are in every single show. Mm-hmm. If you go to her IMDb, this is an unbelievable list. There she is. She's she was in everything because she was relatively nondescript. But if you go. To Ooh, uh, Psycho Three. No, go yeah, go down to the beginning. This is un- Smitty. You, only you would know these shows. Yep. <laughs> this is the list of things that uh, Virginia Gregg was in. You can't even get to the bottom of the list. It's so long. Jesus. Look at this. Okay, Wanted, Dead or Alive. That was Steve McQueen's oh, yeah. series. So she's just a character actor. Yes. And she was in high demand. She, Alfred Hitchcock presents. She probably made she, a lot of money. She was in uh, uh, Lassie. Lassie. She was in. Uh, Okay. No, guesting or as a as a uh, no, as a person that was in the cast, in, in the cast you know, yeah. one one reason or another. Huh. Um, well, high grandma, I never heard of that. The Jack Benny program. We're talking 1959. Wow. Keep going, keep going, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Wanted Dead or Alive with Steve McQueen. Keep going. She was in Petty. Uh, uh, Faster, if you can, Ben. Not that fast. <laughs> she was in fuck? Bat Masterson, Bat The Masterson. Rebel, starring Nick Adams as Johnny Yuma. Maverick, uh, she was in Have Gun, Will Travel. She was in Lawman. Do you All remember that one? Westerns, wow. General Electric Theater, The Real McCoys. Keep going. Uh, Hootenanny. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Is she Bonanza. still alive, this woman? No, she's dead. Oh. The Farmer's Daughter with uh, Inger Stevens. The Remember? Fugitive. Katie, the Farmer's Daughter. Perry Mason, <laughs> Adam's Family. Everything. She was in every... Girl the, from Uncle. The Girl from Uncle. She was in every single show that was ever made on TV. And she. I think I saw her play five different parts Witched. in one season of Dragnet. I swore to God, because, you know, I think What's-His-Name was pretty cheap on her. You know, you want to pay, pay a lot of people a lot of money. But Virginia Gregg... I said, well, I wonder if she, same thing you said, Smitty. Is she still alive? Mm-hmm. Now, born in 1916, died in, uh, in uh, 1986. 1986 at age of 70. You oh, know man. what? Lung cancer. Wouldn't she be great to talk to? I bet she'd have all these great well, stories. Well, she probably, with the lung cancer, she probably talks like well, this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it would be that good. 
Well, my apologies for the uh, the action, the behavior ruined. of the host. You know, speaking of getting old, I heard that the new kids on the block are touring. Yes. Now, why wouldn't they call them the old geezers on the block? These you people know, are in their fifties. There's Six, a there's right? a video. They go on a cruise. It's the new kids on the block cruise, and so I didn't know what to expect. I I expected the worst, and they get out there and they're having a ball, and they yeah, sound but they're great. Old though, uh, they can't keep kids. You're not now, kids. When you see the audience, all these women are they're swooning oh, over these. So kids. so now he says, uh, you know, he, your kids love us, well, and yeah, so but do your moms. Even the young rascals changed their name to the rascals. They got <laughs> older, and they suddenly they're not the young rascals anymore. So when they anymore. when new kids on the block reformed in like 2008 or nine or whatever it was, yeah, uh-huh. I was working at Kiss 108, and they did. Kiss concert. It was their first like official show. It's probably mine. They did. Yeah. And it was them and uh, the Jonas Brothers on the bill. Jesus. So like during the show, I, I was filming stuff and editing. And so I just went out. I was like, I want to be in the middle of this and see what happens when they come out, when the new kids on the block come out. And uh, Jonas Brothers. So Jonas Brothers come first. All the, you know, nine to 13 year old girls yeah, are going absolutely fucking crazy. <laughs> About an hour later, the new kids on the block come out. So I go back into the crowd. All their moms are going fucking <laughs> Same thing. crazy. Insane. Yeah, and the right. kids are like, huh? Yeah. What? What? And it's such a happy show they put on it. They're really... Uh, they're, but but it, to, to call someone the new kids on the block when they're it's when it was 40 years ago, or how long was it ago? 30 years ago? Yeah, 35 years ago. You know, I... I'll go to Mark Wahlberg, who's going to be at uh, Davio's, featuring his new, uh, his new booze. I think it's, I think it's tequila. I'll tell him what you just said, and he'll come and kick your ass. No, I sat behind him at a Celtics game. He likes me. All right, he likes me. We had we had a great chat, and he he's was, a tiny little fella. He was sitting right. We we watched an entire Celtic game from it. That was back when I somehow was able to get good seats to the Celtics. <laughs> Let me guess. You put your beer on your head at one point, got on the no. That's not how I got him. Come no, on, that's man. not how you got him. But I that's, go way that was back your tradition. The I was I was covering the Celtics back in 1986. Come on. Yeah, I was one. So that's it. Nobody else won. Nobody else on the list. I thought I didn't see you there. <laughs> hey, I'm a product of the 1984 no. Celtics, so no one loves them more than me. No, the list that is... sounded weird how I that, phrased that's, that's it. True. <laughs> the list is over, by the way, and I forgive every one of those people that screwed me in one way or the other during my radio career. Because of the other 997 people I worked with, I love them all. We were very, to this day, very, very close friends. Even Ben, you're leaving out. It's Mutt, not an easy task. Mutt and Kirk don't get the uh, the nod. Fuck no, them. Ah, you, oh, you. I know it's terrible. I know he what, swept though, them in, and then you brushed know, it away, uh, Bill. Yeah, you I, ruined it. I, I, I forgive him for, again for not for not apologizing. Well, actually, Minahan did apologize uh, one time, but then he, you know, he he hates me, and I don't give a shit. All right, now here's something I really good. He, for, I think he likes you. Fuck him. Anyway, so. So seriously. Oh, no, it's it's just old. Uh, Oh, the news. Ah! And now journalism returns to the Planet Mikey podcast. Here's anchorman Mike Adams. Sponsored by Shashing Firearms. (laughs) A a young doctor says that oral sex is a greater risk factor than smoking in the development of throat cancer. Say that again. A young doctor. (laughs) The whole thing or just the... A, a young doctor, and now the news. <laughs> it's a what pr- the fuck just happened? It's a snafu. Why were you guys so cackling to each other? I don't know because we, we he, he's so good at pushing buttons, and he tries to push them in a way that will show me that I'm not paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> a young doctor says oral sex is a greater risk factor than smoking in the development of throat cancer. Doctor Daria Sadovskaya. 
she's Russian. Well, I don't know what her hurry is, but she's Russian. She made the declaration on a viral TikTok video, which is the reason I didn't see it because I don't. I'm not into TikTok. I see. It's Chinese. So what does she have to say about this? This could be a terrible thing. Anyway, yeah. Oh, well, the American Cancer Society still says tobacco is the number one risk factor for the illness known as or- oropharyngeal cancer. That's from smoking. Sounds icky. Uh, yeah. Uh, they say no. That the oral sex is a factor. The human papillo papillomavirus papilla papilla. Pa- sounds like peach. <laughs> In your opinion, Com- commonly known as HPV, can be transmitted during the act of oral sex. Papillomavirus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Papil- papilloma. That's exactly Jesus. how you say it. You must have it. <laughs> He's familiar with it. <laughs> I've heard of it. So prevalent that nearly all sexually active men and women get the virus at some point in their lives, according to the Centers for Disease Control. You guys have it, so ha. And I trust the CDC. Shit. While HPV usually goes away on its own within two years, most people don't realize they have it, meaning they can unwittingly spread the disease. And that's what I want. Men are more likely to develop throat cancer performing oral sex on women, as women are more likely to carry the HPV virus in their genital area. How about that? According to the Russian lady, indeed, men more significantly impacted by the HPV-linked cancer rate rose 2.8% annually in men from 2015 to 2019, according to the ACS. Actor Michael Douglas told The Guardian back in 2013 that oral sex was the cause of his throat cancer. Wow. Huh? How'd they determine that? Yeah, he had a little Zeta Jones uh, rash (laughs) going on in there. He didn't want to get too specific, but he says the HPV is caused by cunnilingus. Oh, yeah. It's an airline, isn't it? It is. Yes. 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 And it's C- cute. Cun airlingus? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. In is that your favorite joke? One of them. In 2021, researchers discovered that with people, people with more than 10 oral sex partners were more than four times likely to develop HPV-related mouth and throat cancers. Ten. Yeah, ten. Uh, but they're four times more likely with ten different. So I guess if you have twenty, you're probably eight times more likely. And now it's good math. More news brought to you by Shawshank Firearms. That's you know you're good at that. Thanks. <coughs> Excuse me. As many as five thousand migrants, which is what we need right now. More, more migrants. migrants. Yeah, five thousand of them marching from the southern Mexico state of Chiapas. In hopes of reaching the northern border region with the United States. Migrants from, they're not from Mexico. We've already kind of drained them on most of their migrants. Yeah. Central America, Venezuela, Cuba, and Haiti initiated the trek Monday. How did they get this? Southern Mexico, and they're from all those other countries, and they're going to do a march. George Soros. And they're going to come all the way to the United States, and they're going to cross the border. Well, we know the Haitians are going to Quincy. We know that. Mm. Well, you know what? There are a lot of. I picked up a, a, a Haitian, a Haitian uh, two Haitians today from a hotel where they're staying for free because of the right to shelter. Yep. Uh, and took them to the motor vehicle department where they're going to get their license. And if they're where at they a hotel, get, you know, good for them. They're probably getting meals delivered and getting their laundry done. Right. Yep. So, in other words, Massachusetts, with the right to shelter law, is paying for all these people. And no wonder they're coming at 5,000 at a time. They get free shit. Yeah. Free food, free medical care, driver's license, working papers. Oh, but you know they're seeking—they're seeking asylum. I Mike, come that. on now. Gee. You know, I feel bad for some of them. 
I forgive them too. They, so they want to live in a better place. But guess what? It, our government can't say, eh, "Come on, everybody, yeah. everybody, this way. Just walk this." They don't they like saying no. Break. You know, they'd be bad parents. No. The border customs and border patrol reported two million four hundred seventy-five thousand interdictions. That's where they they actually talk to you mm. in fiscal year twenty twenty-three, which is October twenty-two to September twenty-three. Surpassing the previous fiscal year when 2.378 million people came across. Now, that's not counting any getaways like terrorists that might run away from Border Patrol because they don't want to get caught as a terrorist crossing in. They had about a million per year, 1.7, I believe, last year, Mm. estimated gotaways of people. We don't know who they are, why they're here, what they've done in their past, or what they're going to do in their future The whole thing us. is a violation of the oath of office. You don't open the borders and let anybody come in. This come guy, do you ever see those videos on TikTok or YouTube? Not TikTok, because it's Chinese no, and you it, won't look I, at it. I'd rather watch um, TikTok on... <laughs> On, on YouTube, where it's always these like white twenty-four-year-olds that go down to the border and just give the, uh, the border patrol a hard time. I had a sovereign citizen. You, can, you never watch these? Oh, yeah. oh they're fucking fantastic. Yep. And then border patrol ends up beating the shit out of them in some small room. <laughs> can we agree that Joe Biden is either unwilling or unable or both? Of protecting our American border. He's unwilling and unable. I think he's doing what he's told. That's about it. Who's telling him? Who do you think? Uh, Now, that's Mm. one guy I will not forgive. I don't forgive that. He's ruining our country. I do not forgive that. Oh, we got more news? You ready? You don't. You should be be telling us. We're supposed to hear. What was that? You guys are like, what is it, vacation time for you? (laughs) Anheuser-Busch InBev, a foreign-owned company that owns Budweiser now. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. You you can bring out the the Clydesdales all you want. It's owned by China or some other country. China, yeah. China. That company said Tuesday that revenue growth in most of its global regions was offset by a drop in North American sales in the third quarter. Why? Dylan Mulvaney. In signs of a continuing fallout from a promotion with a transgender influencer. Ooh, now, that's what they call the world's it. largest brewer and parent company of Bud Light said its revenue climbed 5% in the world to $15.6 billion. That was in line with Wall Street's estimates. But according to the analysts, revenue in the United States tumbled 13.5%. <laughs> so it went up everywhere else, but in America it went way down. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You think that that's because Americans like, you know, genuine genitalia? Could be. I think what happened was they I just see that coming. They pulled off a clown show and they they just they, they didn't read the room. They just thought we're <laughs> going to follow this agenda. It's great. We'll help the trans people, which probably was noble at the time well, in their minds. The no, time no, 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 no. It wasn't about helping the trans community. It was, hey, let's show the trans community that we're the beer for them too. Yeah. It was a business thing. It wasn't about helping yeah. anybody. It was, that's never what it was about. Good one, Someone man. thought this was a smart idea to try and capture another demographic. Well, and, and listen to they this. Alienated. Here's the deal. But their sales plunged in early April amid the conservative backlash. After the brand sent a commemorative can to transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney, Bud Light also angered supporters of transgender rights who felt it abandoned Mulvaney. Wow. Okay, so... You can't win for losing over here. You win or lose, yeah. 
Exactly. Got to make a beer can small enough you can put it down there in your pouch and no one notices. Keep it warm. That's how that works. And that's the news. <laughs> and the news FM. FM. Um, well, I mean, I've had a fun time tonight. Are you guys with me on this forgiveness thing? Oh, yeah. Is yeah. it okay? Yeah, we yeah. forgive you. Is it okay? 97% of it we agree with. Good. Yeah. In your opinion. That is our opinion. You know, you know, our collective opinion. Yeah. Yes. See, the thing is that if you know, if you're not, if you're unable to forgive people that have affront, you know, been a personal affront to your reputation and to your employability, and you don't have one more person on that list, not one. Can you think of somebody I should have on there? No, I'm just wondering if there was yeah. another one, just yeah. someone you may have overlooked. You know. No, I, I liked everybody from day one. I mean, uh, starting with Jay Diamond at WINF on a thousand watt AM station in Manchester, Connecticut. Didn't we have him on the air? No, we didn't. Have, we had Joey Reynolds. Oh, on. that's right, Joey Reynolds. Um, but you know, all these guys are my. I, I, I love them all, and I and I still keep in touch with many of them, and I have fond memories of most of them. These people stuck out on a list of people I think are kind of, at one time or another, have been. How do you say it? Assholeish. In your opinion. To me, yeah. in my opinion. And and that's why I want to purge all that so I can go back to being the happy guy I was when I started my radio Let career. Let me ask you this question, though. So out of the thousand, how many were on the list? Seven? Seven or eight. Seven yeah. or eight? Yeah. So you said you worked with a thousand people. How many of those thousand do you think fucking hate you? Most of them. Oh, look at they're that. They're jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're jealous because I'm, you know. I'm, I'm a good-looking man. Do you think they sit around and go, mm. "Hey, Mike Adams, I forgive him." Yeah, yeah. Shut are they all ninety-four? Yeah. No, I think I got along pretty good with everybody, you know. And if I if they didn't like me at, at first, you know, when I first met them, you know, I give them some weed. Virginia Gregg would forgive you. <laughs> Who didn't would. like you at EEI? Uh, Dino had a spell there. Well, just like, Dino and I had a brief tussle, you know, that went on. But before that, fine. Callahan and and, and Dennis Meter, all those guys. I was fine with. Uh, did Dale like you? Dale didn't not, did not like me, but I didn't care. I mean, I didn't hate him. He just didn't like me. He didn't like my style of uh, humor and all that stuff. In fact, when I was up for the night job, he said, he, I heard this secondhand, but I think it's valuable. Hearsay? Hearsay. He said, I don't care who gets the nighttime job as long as it's not Mike Adams. <laughs> and yeah. guess what? I got it anyway. You got the job. But no, I don't have any major crush uh, crunch with him on any pro. You know, I, I don't think he cared for me at all. I'm not his type of person. But I didn't have a... I think he's a pretty good broadcaster over the years. I think he did a pretty good job. I got along great with him. Yeah, and I, I never had any confrontations with the guy at all. You know what Dale had a talent for? He used to do these commercials for Awaken 180. Yeah. And there was one other... I've forgotten who it was, a law firm, I think. But you give him the copy, he'd say, okay, I, I, he'd come in during a commercial. I think it was Pajama Grams. Well, for, for, it might have been for, those two. Yes. But he would come in during a commercial break. He said, okay, I got like three minutes. Don't forget to get your sweetie a Pajama Gram with a flap in the back. <laughs> I, Terrible impression, but it still I would, makes me laugh. I would give him the copy, and he would read it in 60 seconds <laughs> right. flat every time. Yeah. No mistakes. Right. Well, yeah. he is a computer. Yeah, well, he's very much like so, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, after after how many years in radio, I can do that too. I can do a 60-second read and have it within a second. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, yes, I can. You no. give me some copy right now. <laughs> oh, let's see. I just might have some here, Mike. Oh. I can tell you, when 60 no, seconds. No, we're not reading a commercial for with, free. Without, <laughs> without looking at the clock, I can tell you, okay, go. And it's I can within within three or four seconds I can say okay bump it's over. Can you seconds. ad lib for sixty seconds? Oh hell yes. Well, you want me? To... All my re- all my wedding vows. Would you like both to, marriages? Would you like me to time you right now? No. Oh, uh, actually, you know what? I, uh, next week, let's play a game. I'd like to call this game "The Price Is Right." It's never been used before. Oh. 
next week, you pick out Ben be, be the moderator because you and I are more advanced and more shoppers than he. You, we're going to pick out f- ten items, and then whoever comes Ooh. closest on the on food items, you know, whatever food items, items. a okay. can of corn from Del Monte. You know, we're going to you and I are going to go back and forth on that. Okay, and and wh- whoever is wins gets the, the groceries. <laughs> okay, deal. All well, right. How do we verify the uh, the price of the items that we're? Well, he's going to have the I'll, prices. Oh, uh, yeah. compile the yeah. list. I see. Okay. He's going to go on Peapod or whatever those websites are for shopping. Mm-hmm. Never even heard of it. You never heard of Peapod? No. Shopify? You, wait, Shorter. Stop and Shop's Peapod? You never heard of that? No. Where do you pee? <laughs> uh, toilet, usually. We're uh, not always. But... How much? How long? We? How long we been? A going? lot. Fifty-two fucking. Holy minutes. shit! 52. Let's get out of here. Since uh, since I had a bitchy episode this time, but I I forgave everybody. You did. Everyone, the bitch is back, baby. With Joe and Jerry. That's me. That's me, Joe. I was justified when I was five. Raising cane, I spit in your eye. Times are changing, now the poor get fat. But the fever's gonna catch you when the bitch gets back. Oh ho ho. Eat meat on Friday, Joe. That's all right. I even like a steak on a Saturday night. At Shaw's! I can bitch the best at your social dues. I get high in the evening sniffing pots of glue. Oh, oh, oh. I'm a bitch! I'm a bitch! Oh, the bitch is back! Stone cold sober, as a matter of fact. I can bitch, I can bitch, cause I'm better than you. It's the way that I move, the things that I do. Oh, oh, oh! I think we're handling this pretty well, Joe. This is right up our alley, true. Because you're a bitch. But I'm back! I entertain by picking brains. Sell my soul by dropping names. I don't like those. My God, what's that? Oh, it's full of nasty habits when the bitch gets back. Oh, oh, oh! I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. Oh, the bitch is back. Stone cold sober is a matter of fact. I can bitch. I can bitch because I'm, I'm better than you. It's the way that I move, Joe. The things that I do. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, Elton John's a bitch. So's Bernie Toppin. Who's playing the sax here, Joe? Horatio Hornblower Troop. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. Oh, the bitch is back. Stone cold sober. As a matter of fact, I can bitch. I can bitch because I'm better than you. It's the way that I move, the things that I do. Oh, oh, oh. I wish my bowels would move once in a while, Joe. You are a little backed up, aren't you? 